Here at the Outer Brightness Podcast, we're not um, we're not just about deconstruction. I know we've talked a lot about uh, so far this episode about uh, deconstruction of, of of belief in Mormonism and and fears and, and what that's all about. Um, that's definitely a real experience that people go through. Um, but the idea of this podcast is to reach people who have come beyond that, as we have, and are either ready to begin. Uh, building faith in Jesus Christ and uh, walking with him as a disciple uh, or are just curious about what that might look like, uh, but maybe not ready to take that step. Um, so as important as deconstruction is, we're, we're about reconstruction here. So what I'd like to ask each of you, uh, and, and Matthew, we'll start with you here. Why did you rebuild faith after Mormonism? Why, why didn't you just become an atheist or, an, or an agnostic? That's a really great question. Ultimately, of course, I think it's God that kept me, that, that led me to him. Um, if you, but God uses many means to bring us to him. And so I think it was the fact that God has blessed me with a certain amount of understanding of, of, of the Latter-day Saint doctrine, of, of his scriptures, of, of the Bible, and the experiences that I had throughout my life. They, they all kind of witnessed to me. I, I just remember wondering for a while, what am I going to be? Am I going to be an atheist? Am I, am I going to be, what am I going to do with my life? Trying to reconstruct my life, trying to reconstruct my self-image. And I just looked back at all the times where I felt like God had protected me during my mission, when I felt like I was being led to do certain things. I just, just the thought, just couldn't get it out of my mind. I just had this thought that, there has to be a God there. It's just so obvious that he's been working in my life ever since I was a child. Maybe there were times where I was not attuned to that or I wasn't really capable of understanding God's work in my life, but I, I feel like he'd always been working in my life. And so that's, that was the kind of like where I started. That was my platform. My foundation that I started off with is that there has to be a God. And I felt like that. God exists and he, that he loves me and that he's not going to abandon me and that there is truth, that there, that there is a reason that we're here and the reason why he saved me. So from there, then I, I started to, to study the Bible and that's, that's where I, that's where I started to learn about Christian doctrine and really start to understand the Bible by God's grace. That's awesome. That's awesome. What about you, Michael? What, uh, why do you think you rebuilt faith after Mormonism? Yeah, I, was definitely thinking about going atheist initially. I was so tired of being told what to do and where to be all the time. And just like, I felt like I'd been taken advantage of, but when I really sat down and thought about it, I realized I couldn't blame Jesus for anything that it was, it was just this man-made religion that had hurt me, but there was Jesus was guilt guiltless, blameless. And I also thought back to experiences in my life where I felt like God had reached out to me and and it didn't make any sense to turn away into atheism. Now, I had accidentally stumbled across the true gospel and I didn't realize that I had it. God 
he he got me really good. <laughs> I was I was trying to defend the church from this argument called the impossible gospel argument that says, you know, the Book of Mormon says we are saved by grace after all we can do and, and that we have to deny ourselves of all ungodliness before God's grace is sufficient for us. And so I was struggling with that and I found an answer for it. And that was the doctrine of imputed righteousness that it's okay if I haven't done all that I can do because Christ is perfect and it's his righteousness that is given to me. And, you know, God allowed me to kind of find passages in the book of Mormon of all places that, that teach imputed righteousness. And then I found it all over the place in the Bible, obviously. And at first I was just like, Oh, this is really cool. Like the book of Mormon and the Bible support each other because you know, they're both true. And so I was walking around believing in this Protestant doctrine. And then one day it just, it just hit me and I realized you know, I'm I'm a Protestant. I didn't even realize it, but this is definitely not LDS doctrine. And so when the rest of the church fell away from me, when I realized it wasn't true, that part remained because it wasn't connected to the church. It was something that God led me to beforehand in preparation so that I wouldn't become an atheist when I had my faith crisis. Nice, nice. So... When I think about this question, um, I, I think about God drawing me to his son. Um, so when I, was, when I was at the point where I was ready to say, I'm not Mormon anymore. I don't know what I am, but I'm not Mormon anymore. Uh, I was having discussions with uh, some Christians online. And um, at the time, I, I probably came across as as some of the uh, uh, Mormons that we know that we interact with, who um, on the outside sometimes seem to be defending the LDS Church and its teachings. Uh, but then they'll say things that kind of reveal that in their heart they are in rebellion to God, rebellion in rebellion to his word. Um, and I, I know I was presenting very much that kind of mindset online as I was discussing with these Christians and uh, was asked kind of directly by one of them, uh, you know, why, why aren't you an atheist then? If you, if you, because I was presenting some of the, some of the standard arguments against uh, the reliability of the Bible um, and arguing for, okay, so maybe uh, Mormonism's teachings on eternal families aren't true uh, or on, uh, you know, basically universal salvation to one of the three degrees of, of heaven. Um, maybe that's not true, I would say, but at least it's appealing. At least it's, better than anything you've got. You know, I would throw those types of arguments at, at the Christians that I was discussing with and um, was asked fairly directly, why why don't you become an atheist then if you 
if you don't believe Mormonism and you and you think Mormonism is better than uh, Christianity, uh, then why don't you become an atheist? Um, and my answer was that because uh, I, I believed in Jesus, I believed in uh, what He did for me. Uh, and then that person posed the question to me and, and asked, "Do you think you could deny?" Jesus Christ and walk away from that. And I left that conversation late that night uh, and went and sat in our living room and thought about that question for a long time and realized that, no, I couldn't deny Jesus Christ, that where I had been brought to was faith in Jesus Christ even though there were a lot of things that I didn't have worked out in my mind. Um, there was a lot of study that I needed to do to understand kind of the foundations of Christianity um, coming out of Mormonism. But as far as faith in Christ, that was solid for me. That was something I held on to. And I'll get more, get more into that when I tell my story. But, um, you know, that's, that's why I chose to rebuild uh, faith, because that was there for me, uh, and 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 it was something that didn't come from all of the study that I had done. It was something that that God had done in my life. He had brought me to a place where uh, I had, although everything else was crumbling, I had trust in Jesus Christ. So we've talked a lot about fears, uh, what fears we had about uh, Mormonism being uh, not true, what fears we had about. Uh, walking away from Mormonism and, and, and trying to make a life in Christianity. Um, but let's talk about what what it is about life after Mormonism that has given us hope and joy. Uh, Matthew, what would you say to that question? Uh, there's, so, there's so much I could answer. Um, one of the fears that I had was, where where do I go from here? Uh, I think we, were all, we remember that talk. Who was it that gave it? Uh, Ballard, I think? Elder Bauer oh, yeah. <laughs> gave that talk. Where, where do you go from here? You know, we're the only church with prophets, the apostles. Where do you go from here? And, and like that, those words kind of bothered me. You know, I was like, he's right. I mean, where do I go? And so I, I after a lot of study and prayer, you know, I, I, I come to uh, I started watching debates and I started to be introduced to reformed theology. And I'll, I won't get into that right now, but I just found it so logical and so coherent and so consistent that it just it just completely just it just illuminated my mind every time I would read it and study it and I just wanted to know more and I just had this huge thirst for knowledge and I was buying commentaries and bibles and books and everything I could find and I I just loved it I couldn't I couldn't stop reading it so while I had that fear of losing my friends and family at the same time there was just this thirst for knowledge and that led me to the church that I attend now and the, the fear where I didn't know where I was going to go. It's, it's, I've just been so blessed by God to, to find a faithful Christian church where I do have that same kind of fellowship and love and, and inclusion that I, I've felt when I was a Latter-day Saint. And not only that, but we're, we're just, we're fed by the word of God every week and we're just praising God. We're just enjoying and loving God and just being becoming so enraptured in, in God's holiness and in his his love and and it's just an amazing feeling to go there to church every week and you know you kind of have 
I don't know about you guys, but some days I would struggle as a Latter-day Saint to wake up on Sundays and say, oh, I got to get ready for church, you know. I, I'm not a morning person, so that's where I struggle. But and, and sometimes I'm still like that. But then when I get to church, I'm like, yes, so this is just so incredible. And I just praise and thank God that I have a family now. You know, I'm part of a, I'm a part of a family of fellow Christian believers where we, where we all have the same experience of knowing God's love and knowing salvation through Jesus Christ. And to share that is, is just incredible. And I think that's, that's just why I love wanting to share the gospel with Latter-day Saints because they have this fear of where could they go. And, and I have this and I say, there's, there's so much out there. You could have something like this. You could be part of a family of Christians. You could, you can find fellowship. It's not as scary as, as they make it out to be there. There is life after Mormonism. So that's, that's just one, one uh, very great blessings I've had in my life since leaving the church and, and finding my Christian church. Thank you. Michael, what about you? Yeah, I remember not long after I left the church, like just kind of laying on my bed and thinking, oh my gosh, like what have I done? I I just I just sacrificed my exaltation for my morals. You know, I'm going to go to outer darkness now and and somebody sent me the book The Prodigal God and I read that and is just life changing. I, I finished that and I was like, I made the right decision. And I just, I literally felt a weight, like a weight coming off of my shoulders after I left that I didn't know was there. And all of a sudden I just had this freedom. And at first I didn't know what to do with it. It was, <laughs> it's like, you know, you've been so long, like they, they say you have agency in Mormonism and yet they tell you, what time to go to church, where to go to church. Uh, they, they tell you basically how you should dress at church, like what kind of shirt you should wear if you're going to pass the sacrament. They tell you what your calling is going to be. You don't have choices. And I actually kind of missed that initially. I was like, I don't want to decide. Like, I can go to a church now and I can decide how I want to serve. Like, that's crazy. Uh, when's the pastor just going to come tell me what God told him for me to do? Because I don't want to make these choices, but, but, you know, you learn to, you you end up loving it after a while. And it was like, I could see color for the first time after a couple of months. And I remember one time just driving and seeing like a raindrop hit my windshield. And I'm just looking, I'm like, man, like this is beautiful. And I feel like I haven't been able to enjoy the world at all because I've been so uh, laser focused on, on my worthiness and being a little bit better every day. And, and that was all I could ever think about. And I was just stuck in that, in that mindset. And it's just been amazing for me to just have this, this simple faith in, in Jesus Christ and to be able to trust that he's got everything under control and I don't have to worry if I'm not a little bit better today than I was yesterday, you know, because my worthiness or my, my salvation doesn't hinge on my perfect obedience anymore. It hinges on his perfect obedience and he never fails. And there are just so many things that, that I've enjoyed. Like I, I got the ESV Bible and I love it. 
And, you know, I started reading that and just John 1, 1, I'm like, oh, wow, this doesn't really support the church like I thought it did. And, and just being able to read whatever translation of the Bible I want and to go to whatever church I want to go to is incredible. But, but to me, nothing beats the fact that, you know, when I was Mormon, I was afraid that if I sinned, the Holy Ghost was going to leave me, is going to abandon me in the teeth of sin when I needed him the most until I got my act together. But now I know that no matter what I do, nothing can pluck me out of God's hand. And and he's not going to let go because I'm, I'm his child. And... To me, this is just this is just incredible. It is so much bigger than what I believe my whole life. Mm. Yeah, that promise of grace is so mind altering, isn't it? When you realize that you are His, and He's brought you to that point, and He's not going to let you go. Um, that's that's a total mind shift for someone coming out of the LDS faith. Um, so for me, one of the things that was immediately apparent to me uh, about the difference, and, and, it, and it's similar to what you said, Michael, where you, when you said that it was like you could see color for the first time. One of the first things I started telling people after we left and started attending other Christian churches and trying to find a good home church to attend was that it was so amazing to actually worship God for the first time. And it seems strange because some some of the some of the hymns you sing are the same, right? So in the LDS faith, we sang uh, how great thou art. And that's been a favorite of mine. Uh, for a long time because it was my grandma's favorite. Um, and you sing that in in Christian churches as well. But the act of, on a Sunday morning, going to church and singing praise to God was something so different than what I had experienced before. Uh, and it <laughs> it's hard to describe how how important that was to me. So I, I remember singing uh, one Sunday, Amazing Grace. And the the last um, the last verse really hit me. Uh, it says, when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. And standing in a Christian church singing that song uh, amongst maybe 600 other believers, just belting it out. It, I realized, you know, that I was experiencing joy, maybe for the first time. Maybe I shouldn't say that. I've, there's definitely been plenty of points of joy in my life, the births of my children, uh, my wedding day. But to to experience that joy in my relationship with God I think was definitely a first for me. And, you know, I, I couldn't help but contrast it with, you know, some of the arguments that you see sometimes online from, from Latter-day Saints uh, when they argue about uh, how, how paltry the, the Christian view of heaven is compared with theirs. 
you know, oh, what you think you're just going to be floating around on clouds and worshiping God all day. And that last verse of that song is like, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that at all. That was, that's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, and he's worthy of it. So yeah, let's give him praise forever. I'm good with that. Uh, it was a, it was a real uh, eye opener for me. Yeah. I, <laughs> it just, you know, you're making me think too, like, and for all the fear that I had about leaving the church, you know, if I could go back in time and make the same decision, knowing that I would experience the same pain that leaving the church caused, I would do it a hundred times over because, because I just know that it's, it's worth it. And once you experience Jesus, you realize he's worth dying for. And, all those things that you lost are just nothing compared to what you've gained. Yeah, for sure. Matthew, any, any final thoughts? Just want to say, um, praise God for bringing us to the truth and bringing us to Christ. And I really, really just want, if there are Latter-day Saints here who are listening to us, maybe just ask yourselves, what, what if Mormonism isn't true? What is, is it so terrifying as, as it sounds or appears to be? I mean, we, we've all, we three have been very blessed by God to have been led out of the church and to be led to Christian congregations where, where we feel welcome and loved and, and we found Jesus Christ and we have happiness and joy and there is life after Mormonism. So I just wanted to leave with that comment. Amen. Amen. Music for the Outer Brightness podcast is graciously provided by the talented Brianna Flournoy and by Adams Road. Learn more about Adams Road at www.adamsroadministry.com. In the past, I believed in my own righteousness and hoped that I was worthy of the blood that Jesus shed. But now I know that all the works I did were meaningless. Paired with Jesus' lonely death on the cross where he bore sin. And now I have the righteousness that is my faith in Jesus' name. I consider everything I lost compared to no.
Righteousness I count as loss Because of the cross Some demand a sign And some seek to be wise But we preach Christ crucified A stumbling block for some The foolishness of God But wiser than the wisest men The Boast except in the cross of our Lord, through which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. So I take up my cross.